Don't know how you do all that stuff so easily. Because we're spawns. You should try it sometime. Welcome to the Malbolge. This is Regarding Spawn, the world's best Spawn podcast. I am your co-host, John Fisher. And I am your co-host, David Williams. And, uh, you know what, Johnny? What? It's, uh, it's Aaron Water Show weekend here in Chicago. Um, it is. So, prepare to have your entire apartment rocked for like three hours every day. <laughs> it depends on if they start rehearsing. We might hear some on the pod here because they use, uh, I live off of Grand Avenue and they use Grand as a turnaround, like, like as a, because it has a point where you can see where it curves. So, they use yeah. that as like a turnaround. Yeah, nice. So, um, Usually at one point this weekend, like before it, I realize it is this weekend, I hear like a jet go by and I think it's like 9-11 part two and I'm just like, <laughs> I accept my own death usually, which is good. How, uh, how, would, how would that movie be punctuated, Johnny? Would it be 9 slash 11 colon 2, the return? 9-11, I think it's a part two just to make it, if you part want two. all numbers, 9 slash 11 colon 2. <laughs> But I think the part two is better because it gives you a little bit of a break. Or or nine slash eleven comma two, <laughs> T-O-O yeah. two. <laughs> ah, oh man, yeah. Um, I work I work down in Streeterville, and like it rocks the building the entire time they're doing stuff because we're right next to the lake. Um, it's wild. Wow, it's wild. They got the Thunderbirds going this year, and um. Between the Thunderbirds and the Blue Angels, the Blue Angels are technically better, but I have a softer spot in my heart for the Thunderbirds. So wait, did you um, say the, the Blue Angels like Redeemer? <laughs> well, um, I don't know if they're that good. I don't know if they're yeah, that good. we need to get Redeemer at this Aaron Water show. <laughs> Just have them flying around. All the spawns that can fly. Get uh, Raven Spawn out there. He just does like bird tricks. <laughs> Redeemer. Um, um dark redeemer dark redeemer yeah uh they could do a like a they could do like a yeah like a double thing with like flying like le- like weaving in and out like an interpretive dance or a right. uh, figure skating routine and of course they'd have to call it something like yin, the yin and yang of uh of something or the battle between of good heaven. and evil or or Positive the balance of negative. the force <laughs> or anti versus anti anti, right? Because anti Redeemer was anti spawn, right? So Dark Redeemer would have been anti anti spawn. <laughs> we, we should just that make Reaper anti 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 spawn, maybe. Yeah, hell yeah. We should stop thinking of new names and just referring to things as anti something else. Everything's just anti. So everyone's anti something. Like, like you introduce yourself as John Fisher, and I am anti John Fisher. <laughs> Not that I'm against you, but that just I'm a. Uh, You're an I'm, opposite. Yeah. 
the correct word would be opposed, but that implies that uh, we're fighting, but... Eh. But we're not fighting. We're talking we're about fight- Spawn. We're not fighting yet. Uh-huh. Not yet. This is this but is who a, is fighting. This is a podcast about comic books, and we all know that everybody's got to fight at least a couple of times. <laughs> it's true. When it's like it's like saying hello. Yes. And I'm saying hello to you, the listener, right now. Welcome into regarding Spawn. Mm-hmm. Where each week we cover two issues from Spawn's universe. Yes, we do. This week we've got two excellent issues from the flagship mainline. Spawn is our classic. Issue number 312 or 312. Mm-hmm. Uh, special to us because that's one of the major area codes of Chicago and a famous Goose Island beer. Yes, indeed. So if you've ever had the Goose Island beer, it's like a wheat beer. It was pretty popular for a while. I mean, I'm sure it still is. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty, uh, wheat beers aren't as popular as they were, but it's, it's, true, it's, still, it's true. It's still up there in the... Uh, I would go so far as to say, Johnny, that that is the official beer to drink while reading, listening to this episode of podcast. So, well, if we did record at nine o'clock in the morning, I'd bust <laughs> one out. Well, no, like for the readers. So, like if you're if you're oh, listening yeah. along, pause, go get yourself a three one two, come back. Um, we'll still be here. I think. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, if you uh, pause it, I don't know how podcasts work. I don't. I don't know what happens to existence when you pause a podcast. I'm sure I feel like a little. We, we we both probably feel a little bit of soul death happen. It'll be like, mm-hmm. what was that? Or maybe that's what deja vu is, is somebody pauses and then restarts the podcast that you put out into the world. And you're like, what is, whoa. I had a dream, I don't know. Johnny. I've never listened to a podcast, so I don't know how they work. Can, can I tell you about my dream where I dreamed about stuff? <laughs> hey, didn't you just complain like two episodes ago about people talking about dreams? <laughs> that's, it's called a callback, Johnny. Uh, I dreamed you told me about the second ep- issue we were talking about in this episode. And it went a little something like... Uh, it's called King Spawn 23. <laughs> nice. 23, also a very important number. Um, at least in uh, Disney circles. Cause... D23? Isn't that yeah. the big expo? That's, that's the big expo, D23. I'm not quite it's sure also what... The, the, the number 23 is a lost number. We talked about this, so we just did 23 of something else. Did we do 23 of Gunslinger? Oh, no, because we were talking about the end of last episode about 23, maybe. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. I don't remember. There's a lot of numbers. But 23 remember. is that Jim Carrey movie. It's a lost number. It's, um, it's, it's supposed to be cursed or some shit. It's the uh, fourth, the third and fourth uh, numbers in the Fibonacci sequence. I don't even know what that is. Like, or I guess if you start with zero. So, so Fibonacci is where you've got one number, and then the next number in the sequence is the two previous numbers added together. So you've got oh, one, okay. and then one plus nothing is one, and then one plus one is two, and then one plus two is three, and two plus three is five, and then three plus five is eight, and then... I get it. Five, yeah, so it's it's... Used in, like, the mathematics of spirals, um, it got real big around our time because um, people, people used it to justify an alternate listening of the Tool Lateralis episode um, because they're like, you got a Fibonacci, you got you to gotta listen to it in a spiral. So, so there was, a, like, an alternate version going around where they, like, took the track list and started in the very center and then did a spiral out from the center, and then you listened to them in order of where the spiral hit them. 
Um, it kind of worked. It was a little ridiculous. Um, for which album? Uh, Lateralis, the one with Schism and Ticks and Leeches, and uh, okay, you know, Lateralis. <laughs> yeah, uh, you e- know. Eon Blue Apocalypse, which uh, their their bassist wrote after the death of his dog, because his name was Blue, and he felt like the world was ending because Blue was gone, which is a beautiful sentiment. Love love Tool, but man, Tool fans want to overthink everything. Because, <laughs> like, the guys in the band, Danny Carey literally just wants to get out of there so he can go watch some basketball. He's like, I'm just going to throw down some crazy drum shit and then eat a brownie, and then watch some basketball. (laughs) Not too shabby. Maynard just wants to get back to his vineyards and keep making some wine. And I forget the other two guys' names, because one of them has a name very close to a guy I went to high school with who uh, was a troubled individual, and so I just never remember which one it is. Oh, no. Yeah. Well... (laughs) <laughs> That's troublesome. Uh, I don't know a lot about Tool. Uh, sorry. Hey, you know what? That's fine. Uh, give it a listen. It's pretty good stuff. But if you don't like it, no skin off my balls. They sing about balls a lot too, so you know. Um, Do they? But no, no balls exist in the Spawns universe apparently, because, well, uh, at least at least not in the physical sense. They got there's cojones galore. Because I mean, we're we're uh. Cojones all over the Spawns universe, Johnny. It's chock <laughs> okay. full of them. It's chock oh full of cojones. Lord. Yeah, there's some uh You 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 show me a picture of Gunslinger Spawn and try to convince me that he doesn't have cojones out the wazoo. Uh and I'll tell you if you were effective in swaying me or not. No one would do it. You show me you show me a Jim Downing who has you know Less fear than brains, um, which, honestly, listeners, ain't very much. Uh, and you tell me that he's not led by his balls, and I won't believe you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to get back to... This is a strange tangent we have taken. So, so Johnny... We're... You have taken... I did not take any <laughs> tangent on tool or balls. I did not. I was trying to explain the issues that we're doing. Well, well, you explained the issues we were doing, and now let's talk about those issues, Johnny, because we're talking about All issues right. Spawn 312 and King Spawn 23. Uh, we, got, we got lost in the, the spin cycle of numbers there. Um, so it was. It was the numbers. We got, a, we got some one-upsmanship in uh, number cosmology or whatever. Spawn three twelve three one two is mm-hmm. from Urban Wheat, November twenty twenty. Probably a lot so, of three one twos being drunk at that time, huh? A ruined Thanksgiving uh, is when this came out. So maybe you read it on a lonely Thanksgiving where you weren't allowed to go hang out with your family. Hey, hey! Uh, spoiler alert: uh, Wanda and I always just have Thanksgiving alone by ourselves. So it was just like every other year, and it was great. So it was no different, huh? It was no different. Uh, except for I, I, I think the dog show was a repeat that year. Oh, how could they do that? Or did they have no audience? I can't remember. I know the the Macy's Day Parade was was all just like previous parade clips. Hmm. I can't believe it. That's it's so funny because I watch that. I watch that Macy's Day Parade, and it's like the dumbest parade in the world. But I watch it every year. Sometimes Al Roker says things that should be innocuous. 
um, and were innocuous when he was like 12. <laughs> and then he says them on national television 12 times in a row. And it's like, oh, Al Roker, don't say that. Don't talk about your grandmother's sweet potato poon. <laughs> and definitely don't say it 12 times. What? The, he was sharing a recipe one year during the parade. Uh, and the recipe he was sharing was his grandmother's recipe for sweet potato poon. I guess it's just baked sweet potatoes, but he had to give it an unfortunate name. <laughs> it sounds like it. And he just said he said it like 12 times and it was like, oh, God, oh, God, I couldn't stop laughing. Um, we have now wildly shifted to another area of tangent. So let's Not get back we, to you. <laughs> Johnny, this is a group effort, and if I'm going no. down, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> um, all I said was, all I mentioned is that Thanksgiving is in November. We, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Al Roker's mother's grandma's poon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that far of a jump. Yeah, it's not that far at all. But this is a, this is a joint effort, Johnny. Uh, speaking of joints, uh, what what kind of a joint do we got going on with with uh? Spawn three one two, Johnny. Uh, we got a we got a joint by Todd McFarlane and Carlo Barberi, baby. Oh hell yeah! This is Carlo Barberi number dose. That's true. We're in that Carlo Barberia. The Barberia. Is that is that is that what we decided on Barberia? I think so. Or Barbera. The Barberia. Barbera era. Barberiera. Barberiera. That sounds like a that sounds like a beverage. Well, I have a very special cover of this, David. Okay. They created a cover of this for local comic shop day. Oh, interesting. And it's Spawn climbing up this like city skyline, and in it, and on the back is just lists of lo- of small comic shops. Okay. That have been ordering uh, Spawn, and guess what? Both of our comic shops are on it. Both of our comic shops. So we got a Challengers and a Graham Crackers. I found them both. Yeah, I had to look through it, but I found them. Hell yeah. You should... This uh... is like a huge list, but uh, it's like the credits on Lord of the Rings in here. But <laughs> you should... So you basically, should... they're just printed on the back and the front, and I found Challengers, and I found Graham Crackers. You, sh- you should take that in, um, like, you should, like, record, play a little fanfare the next time you go in and be like, boys, I helped contribute to your getting in this book here. Congratulations. You're published in Spawn. Although I guess Actually, that was before you were spawning. I did it. It was before I was buying any comic books, so I wouldn't have. I, I don't know, but I mean, still, you should tell them that they're published in Spawn and they should be proud well, of it. Well, they know, I think, because I bought this issue at Challengers. <laughs> they actually had a ton of extras. So, like, in their long boxes of, like, $1.99 comics or less, they had a whole bunch of the copies of this. I bet they, I bet they got um, some sort of discounted rate for... Participating for participating. For participating in local comic shop day. Also, Pat's Pat's one of those guys that you can't really get anything around. Pat knows a lot about everything, so you have to wake up pretty early to get something over on him. So it's, it says it's a inside. There's a little note from Todd McFarlane that it's the skyline cover is an homage cover to one first done for Amazing Spider-Man number seven hundred. Okay. And uh, so close to seven seven three. Dang it. Yeah. I know the other Chicago area code, but it just that it explains that this is just is a partial list of all the wonderful comic book stores that at some point in the past twenty eight years decided they'd spend their hard earned money to help support Spawn. Well, nice. So that's that's the only that's, cover that's you one have? of the covers. Oh, okay. That, that, and then I have the other regular cover as well, which is 
Cogliostro. It took me a minute to figure out it's Cogliostro because I forget he's like super biker now. Oh yeah, because it's biker hippie. <laughs> it's biker hippie. Oh, he's, he's not even he's not even hippie on this. He's just straight up. He's biker, just biker. Yeah, and he's got that snake wrapped around his arm. He's he's definitely on his way to Sturgis, like right now. Oh yeah, and that's the Matina A cover. Okay, I have one of those too. Nice. Um, how are you reading? Are you reading in a trade paperback? Yeah, I'm reading it in the trade paperback. Spawn Omega is the name of it, and uh, at the issue break, it's the Matina cover that they had. So that's technically the cover I have. So. Oh, cool. It's really, it's really um, cool. It's uh, I like that his snake. He's got a snake. It fits. He's with got the a whole... snake wrapped around his arm. And like, it looks like he's got a snake tattoo. So is this like his tattoo is coming to life through his necroplasm powers? Is that what we're to believe? He had a snake wrapped around his arm in his other other appearance. I mean, I guess he's got a cat. I don't know. The lore of Cog is uh wild, to say the least. He's, I guess, a friend of the animals. Yeah, he could be. <laughs> um, so there's a Tauntaun revolver cover that's just Javi like shooting a shotgun as well. Nice. A Javi and cover then, is always nice. A Javi cover, and then there's a another version of the Skyline cover that they used for the comic book day, but it's all the people who've ever creatively contributed to Spawn. So there's like Todd McFarland, Greg Capullo, Tom Wojciechowski. Everyone's name all over it, so that's pretty cool. Nice. We got Grant Morrison, Peter Staggerwald, Eric Stevenson, uh, the unlazy Rob Liefeld. Uh, oh wow! Michael Golden, spawn Jonathan Glapian, huh? Jason Sean Alexander, J. Scott Campbell, Frank Miller, Philip Tan, Ivan Placencia. Nice. Francesco Matina. Hey Johnny, I recognize a few of these names. I recognize a few of these names, too. But yeah, so that's the same cover of that skyline is what it looks like for the comic book shops. It just has comic book shops in there. I like I like that it just says Crime Lab on it. I wonder who Crime Lab is. Pretty cool name. That would be a pretty cool name. I mean, with the way people are naming their children's nowadays, it wouldn't be surprising if uh, somebody named their child, uh, like... Um, <laughs> Forensic uh, files, yeah, forensics files, or uh, like true crime, true crime podcasts, <laughs> it's like true pod, true crime podcast. Williams would be the name of my it's, child. No, it's true crime podcast. <laughs> it's so hard to say true crime pod. I don't know why it's hard now. I don't know. Well, it's because it's because I had trouble with it, and then my no, I can't say my it. bad mouth infected your mouth, so. Congratulations, Johnny. You now can't say Arnold Palmer without saying it very, very slowly. Arnold Palmer. Ah, fuck you. Gotcha. <laughs> so you open this cover here, this local comic book shop, a cover, and inside you get the uh, credits. Ooh. Um, and we've got script plot. This is still Todd McFarlane. Okay. Yep. Uh, Carlo Barbarian art, as we already said. Tom Wojciechowski on lettering. And then you got a couple of these people that were on that one cover. You got Peter Steigerwald and Javide Ramos on colors. Ooh, nice, nice. The cover artist, which we already mentioned. And Todd McFarlane's the creative director, and Thomas Healy's the editor. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. A quick, a quick sidebar. The colors are beautiful in this issue, Johnny. Oh, yeah. It's a really good issue. Uh, colorful and like just like really deep reds and mm -hmm. 
the gunslinger stuff's really great. So, previously in Spawn, previously, Cult of Omega, Gunslinger Spawn gearing up for a savage battle ahead of him, and Al reaches out to an old ally. Um, there you go. A little bit of a typo. That's okay. I can't, David can't say Arnold Palmer, so yeah, who cares? I, I mean, I can't say uh, True Crime Podcast either, so. True Crime Podcast. Poof, Kaim, Seem, Bomb. Well, I'm just going to start speaking in random syllables, Johnny. Um, start speaking in tongues? I'll be, or I could, uh, I could be like Groot or like Animal, just, Spawn, fuck. <laughs> Spawn, fuck. Like a Pokemon? Like a Pokemon. <laughs> David, David. David? David, David. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so we opened in that um, farmhouse we left out on last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you look, if you look very closely, Johnny, you can still see those dead bodies on the front porch. Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> can you? Yeah, I can. They, they. Oh yeah, you can see them. Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah, my just, old eyes. It makes it hard. Just, just barely, but they're there. They're there. They, it's like looking for Lincoln on the penny. <laughs> it's a, it's a, the spawn version of Where's Waldo. Where's the dead farm couple that are actually demons? Yeah. Although I don't know if I mentioned it the last time we talked about this, but that's a bitchin' porch. Oh, it's a nice porch. Yeah, it's a nice little farmhouse. Yeah. I'm I'm hitting the age where I wish I had a porch, but they enclosed ours a long time ago, and I'm too lazy to do anything about it. So, what are you gonna do? Well, Gunslinger's hanging out in the barn, loading up some bullets. Yeah, he's got a fun fun fact, Johnny. Those shotgun shells would be twelve gauge. He's got twelve gauge shotgun shells. Because okay. shotgun shells are color coded. Uh, you've got twenty gauge or yellow. 12 gauge is 10, uh, or 12 gauge is red, 10 gauge is blue. Um, sometimes you'll have some green 12 gauge shotgun shells, but those are usually older ones or ones that you've packed yourself. So, yeah. Oh. Red is canonically I the green 12 gauge. Ones, so they're probably just older. Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's, it's a fun thing. Know. Yeah. It's like, a, like in science, they've got these things called inoculating loops, which is just, now they're all plastic. They used to be metal, but um, it's just a little circle on the end of a stick, and you use it for spreading out bacteria. Um, and the size of the loop on the end of it is calibrated to hold a different amount of liquid, and they're color coded so that way the blues always hold five milligrams or five microliters. No, the blues hold ten milliliters. No, those are the teals. Shit, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the colors because I don't use them very often. But they're color coded, Johnny. Color coding—it's a wonderful thing. The color of Gunslinger's coat is red. Yes. So he must be a twelve gauge spawn. He's a twelve gauge spawn. Twelve gauge spawn is totally the name of the manga. <laughs> I'm I'm calling it right now. Twelve gauge spawn. It's gonna come into a come into the the manga section of a comic book shop near you. Manga's really popular right now. It is very popular. They got it at Target. Yeah, they do. Like a whole bunch of it too. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Uh you got you you pick up a couple of volumes, you uh diving into it? No. No. No, no, no. There's there's a lot. That's uh 
that's like diving into the comic books world again, only like times 20 because there's just so much more. I like the books, though. I like how the size and like. Yeah, they're. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's a like a paperback book kind of. So that way it, it fits everywhere that a normal sized book would fit. Yeah, and it's not going to get all beat up like a comic book. Yeah. It's like falling apart. Yeah. But I guess that's the nature of you. Uh, the structural integrity of a comic book is uh, inversely proportional to the amount of uh, of uh, enjoyment and data that has been received from the book. So the more you read it and the more you perceive its goodness, the, the less likely it's to hold together. It's true. I remember when I was a kid, I'd have comic books that were just like decimated, or like magazines <laughs> that were just like barely hanging on. Yeah, the the first the the cover the cover always fell off, and then you had like a if you oh, were yeah, lucky, the torn pages were always just the back pages with the ads. But sometimes you'd be missing like like the first three or four panels of the the actual book. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. And you'll be like, but I gotta know if Uncle Scrooge was swimming in his pool of if a coins again. We had a we had a lot of uh DuckTales and Uncle Scrooge comics as kids for some reason. We had Jurassic Park, X Men, hmm. and some spawn. And some spawn. Well we got some spawn right here and Gunslinger spawns, yeah, like you said, he's he's loading himself down with uh Gloriously loaded weapons. He's kind uh, of pondering, like you know, he just got sucked through time. He's just like, oh, I don't know how I got here. I like, I like how in front of him he has uh, a muzzle loading rifle. <laughs> He's got uh, your your classic lever action rifle. He's got like a friggin' M1. Uh, he's got, like, an M14, <laughs> he's got revolvers, <laughs> he's got... He's got he's everything. Got, he's got everything, as, uh, as the Todd Father once said, um, it has everything, including the kitchen sink. Including the uh, whole kitchen sink. Yes. He's, uh, he's loaded down for bear. Oh, we also know he has a, a shotgun, because he's loading the shotgun. I don't, I don't see it in this bottom panel, though. It must be... Hidden. It must it's be just the off, one behind just that. Just off building. screen. Just off page. Just, just, just off panel. Just off panel pursued or loaded for bear. That was that was a bad yep. one. That was a bad one. Yeah. Shakespeare jokes. You come here for Shakespeare jokes and David going on tangents about nonsense. It's what the that's people want, Johnny. It's what I want when I listen to this for quality control, because that's what I laugh at. Well, you're gonna be laughing your ass off this one. Oh, you! I I cannot wait for this to come out of the editing <laughs> squeeze, um, because yeah, I'm I'm not gonna be able to do anything. I'll be hunched over and my ribs will hurt. You'd be like this dead guy that fell out of the truck here. Yeah, he's still got he a leg three inside. Three people. Yeah, oh, man. I guess maybe that was their son. Yeah, he killed their son. Man. Bobby looks That's pretty awesome. badass sitting in the doorway there. Yeah, I like I like how he's just he he literally just lit his his cigarette, and then he like almost immediately throws it on the ground, <laughs> and then he immediately again lights another one. <laughs> come on, come on, Javi. I think I, yeah, he like smoked the whole thing. Who knows? I don't know. The... He, does, he does it. He does it for the. Uh, he does it for the. Um, 
aesthetics. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Man, the aesthetics of Gunslinger Spawn are excellent. No, I like the colors on this uh, on this farmhouse. It reminds me of like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's Just, like, uh, a daytime. You don't see a lot of daytime in spawns. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it lays it out here for us that that Javi yes. has to has to recharge in the night in in the the shadows, but he prefers to do his fighting in the sunlight because uh, people who fight spawns don't expect it because spawns tend to fight in the dark. Mm-hmm. Daytime horror. Yeah. There's a lot of good daytime horrors. Texas Chainsaw, Midsummer. But I I don't know if I would classify Midsummer as good simply because it is a horrifying time. I mean, it's a well done movie and it is good. Yes. I will it's very never uncomfortable. will never watch it again though, because good lord. I may have, I have never been so uncomfortable in a non embarrassment slash cringe way. It's very uncomfortable. It's, oh yeah. And it's, it's so unflinching too. Like it's, it, you should almost feel like, hey, yeah, this is just something. Hey, this is just something. But it's just like, what was that? What, the, what was that? <laughs> yeah. I still haven't seen uh, Bo is Afraid. I need to. Oh yeah, I need to do that too because with the with you old Joaquin Phoenix, right? But it's the third Ari Aster, and it's not explicitly a horror movie, so I'm kind of curious about it, man. But the thing Midsummer doesn't have that Hereditary has over it is that fucking Tony Collette scream. Oh God, I mean, Hereditary's gut wrenching. The 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 scream is more impactful to me than the uh the particular moment. <laughs> oh yeah, is. no it is. Because because um, after after the incident, dude man goes home and it's just it's quiet because he's in such a daze. And that's the first thing he hears, and it's the first thing we hear when the sound comes back. And Jesus. So she be screaming at these dead bodies too, because there's yeah, dead bodies would. all over this porch. We need to get Tony Collette in the in the Spawn movie. She could be Jessica Priest. Tony Collette Jessica for Jessica Priest. Priest. Yeah, Gunslinger Spawn props himself against a post and is just just waiting it out. He's like, I got my I got my cigarettes here. I got my lots of guns. Uh, I'm good. That's all I need. What more could you need? And then we go to. <laughs> I like how uh, very. Very uh, X Men control room. Uh, this this particular wall of computer screens is yes, because they have been they have been like a uh, like thin or projected screens, but this is just like bulky console. <laughs> I would I would love to have bulky console with like all those different shit. Look at all those different shaped screens, Johnny. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Very cool. It looks like a. I don't know. Looks like yeah, it looks like Batman or X Men kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Bat computer, and that is a a massive chair. That is oh, like, that's comfy. Yeah, I like how it zooms out, and it's like the only actual buttons on the console are the keyboard. So it's like vast, vast empty spaces, and then just a little keyboard. <laughs> Jessica's here, and she's just like looking for Al. Mm-hmm. And she's just like showing off. Turns into she spawn. Yeah. When he turns, Jessica Priest is gone. 
And uh, so so Jessica's Jessica's like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go out. If you see him, tell him I left. I'm running some errands. <laughs> and then we get the opening quote where he's like, okay, you guys get to go back and forth. You get to do all this stuff, and I'm just stuck. Mark's just like, I'm stuck here. Mm-hmm. And it's because we're spawns. You should try it sometime. Yeah. This is errands. What the hell's that mean? I like how <laughs> I like how pronounced the difference in her boots are here. Because she's got like one big boot and one little tiny boot. <laughs> yeah. It's excellent. And then we get, you know, Mark on a Friday night where he can't he can't do anything with his friends, so he's just watching he's watching through the the Tonight Show, then the Late Show, then the Late Late Show, and then he starts watching those infomercials that that hit it around two o'clock. Like he's flipping between the the Chef Tony and the Girls Gone Wild and the the Tony, oh geez, the Exercise Guy, uh... Jack Papil. No, not Ron Popeil. He had this. He was the set it and forget it guy. Um, no, that's about the power juicer, Jack yeah. Popeil. Oh, Jack Popeil. I don't remember what his name was. Jack something. Um, there was, there was, there was the really, the really, really buff guy with the ponytail who did like the, the jogger machine. He had a lot of late night infomercials. A lot of, a lot of terrible food infomercials. Maybe he's watching some QVC. He's gonna buy some, <laughs> some things to spruce up the living space. And he decides that, you know, instead of just eating because he's bored, he's going to uh, take Jessica's advice and uh, try Spawn. Yeah, so. he's, he's just like, you know, you're up late, nothing to do, there's some Spawn armor in the other room, mm. why not? Why not? So he goes over, and you got all the medieval armor sitting there with the shield and everything. I like how gigantic the, the, uh, the skull belt buckle is. It's massive. I think that's his shield. That's his shield? Oh, okay. I thought his shield was round. I don't know. I don't know. If that's the belt buckle, yeah, that's huge. Because well, it's got the chains going out of it, so I assumed. Yeah, it must but, be. But then there's, I don't know, actually, because then there's another string. Oh, I guess those are the ones for his cape. I don't know. Well, anyway, guns there at the, the medieval armor there. And we get a very, we get a very sword in the stone moment here you can't lift it mark can't lift it he says what the heck i mean it also is like giant i, I don't think you'd be able to <laughs> lift it like it's normally massive. anyway it looks it looks like they took the green rangers uh dagger and like blew it up to the size of a car um yeah it's huge i mean yeah it's like the size of a car yeah if he blows on it just right he can call forth uh, the the green pterodactyl right yeah yeah right? sure i mean i, I was never a big <laughs> Power Rangers guy, and then and then when he turned into the White Ranger, he uh he it turned into a uh like a it was a white bird, right? I remember that it was a white bird. Oh, I was thinking it was a a white tiger like um those Vegas guys had. No, it was a bird. Ah, uh, man, I don't know. Whatever. The Wanda keeps complaining that the Godzilla channel is some quote unquote Power Ranger shit, but I mean, you know what? A little bit, but. Yeah. A lot better than Power Rangers. Yeah, I mean, if if they just had the fighting scenes from Power Rangers, like a uh, a supercut of the Power Rangers fight scenes, I'd totally watch that. Oh yeah, <laughs> they all follow the same pattern every episode, but it's still fun to watch big things punch each other and have explosions. Yeah, it um, is. I guess that is some Godzilla shit when you think about it. Wow. Yeah. 
or vice versa. That's some Power Rangers shit. Yeah. I like uh, I like that Mark says that's stupid. <laughs> stupid. I'm yeah, not stupid, you're stupid. He pulls a muscle trying to pick the sword up. And then he <laughs> He picks up the helmet and says, Let's see how sassy this looks. Sassy. <laughs> Definitely written by the Todd Father. I do love that that it's like, here's a thing I can put on my head. I'm gonna put it on my head. Because that's Something I did every time I was in my grandparents' basement. It was like, there was a hat. I was putting that hat on my head, being like, ha-ha, look at this. Yeah, of course. You see you see a hat or helmet, you want to put it on. Yeah. And then with the helmet on, Mark is able to lift this gigantic Volkswagen-sized sword. Uh, and I like Oh, the, yeah. Oh, yes. There's, there's four S's, so you got to Yes. I'm surprised. Yeah, he says he's like uh, everyone's favorite actor, Mel Gibson in Braveheart. <laughs> uh, good Mel Gibson reference in 2020 there, Todd Father. Yeah, excellent, excellent. I'm William Wallace. I'm, I'm not even going to try a Scottish brogue because I don't even know how it'll turn out. Did you ever Did you ever play the, the Braveheart drinking game in college? No, what's that? Jesus Christ. Well, it's, you know, you watch... Uh, the main thing is you take a drink every time somebody says William Wallace. Um, oh, damn. And so so just doing that, you are smashed by the end of it. But um, mm-hmm. there's, there's like a page full of rules, and we, we tried to do it once. And this one guy followed all the rules, and 45 minutes into it was incomprehensible and angry, and we had to send him to his room. Um, <laughs> Because he was just making a nuisance of himself. <laughs> so, um, I guess if you're over the age of 22, don't don't attempt the Braveheart drinking game because it's brutal. It also it also ends with the uh, the like the kicker is if you aren't drunk by the end, it's it's like if anybody loses their testicles, you have to drink three beers. So. <laughs> So it's just trying to get you there. I'm sure many people. It's trying. Yeah, that's that's some that's some cheap rules. Yeah, very cheap rules. Mark doesn't realize that there's some necroplasmic glow emanating from the sword as he picks it up. Yep, so, it starts to zap him a little it bit. Starts to zap him. It... He uh, uh, there there's a a video going around of a couple of Lollapaloozers. Um who uh, decided to sit on the tracks at a CTA station to take a fun picture. Um, And one of them leans back on the third rail and immediately just goes... And that's what what Mark Rosen is doing right here. Oh my Um, god, did they survive? Or is this like a video um, of someone dying? The the last I heard, so there were three of them. When the first one fell back, he grabbed the one next to him and dragged them down as well. Um, the last I heard, they were both in critical condition, um, but I don't yeah. know anything. Uh, you if you're seeing these videos, goddammit. How do I see them? Johnny, you don't want to know, because then you'll see them, and you will be burdened with the glorious knowledge. Is it knowledge. Reddit, uh, Actually, these ones, these ones life? were on, these ones were on Instagram, um, because oh. it was literally somebody got a hold of the CTA surveillance tape. Um, oh, and publish it like they they published this video and we're immediately like follow our backup account we know we're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get shut down <laughs> um but it's a it's a site that that uh uses security camera feeds and stuff to show 
crazy shit that goes on in town. Uh, don't tell my mom what the handle is. Mom, you're not allowed to know. Don't ask. I want to know. Okay, DM me. Yeah, uh, I'll we'll talk about it off mic. Um, okay, I want to know. Yeah, so if you ever go to a town that has subways or trains, a don't fucking get on the tracks because it's very hard to get off of those tracks. Uh, I don't know if you've looked to see how far down the tracks are from the platform, everybody, but that's like six feet. It's no good. Uh, and if you do find yourself on the tracks. The one rail that is elevated and kept away from everything else, you stay as far the fuck away from that bitch as you can. Because it's got, like, massive amounts of electricity in it. Don't do it. Stay off the tracks. Stay off the tracks. I know. Or else you'd be like Mark Rosen getting zapped here by Spawn's sword. By yeah. medieval Spawn's sword. Without all the cool, like, components of of costume floating around you. It'll just be yeah, sad. Yeah, you don't get to become, and you also don't get to become a spawn at the end, probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess depending on uh, how quickly you, you yell out to make a deal with Malbolgia. That's true. That's true. If you're dying and you're just like, yes, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do just it. Like, just like uh, McFarlane, Todd McFarlane, the Todd father himself says at the beginning of every spawn the animation where he's like, <laughs> you have one second to decide. What do you do? <laughs> oh t- tv would be s- i think we should hire or somebody should hire the todd father to do one of those for like non every show related show like just that's a part of the draw of the show is we got those we got those todd mcfarland intro videos it's like oh yeah we got the todd mcfarland intro come on or like have he him the, do he a... does the intro to This Is Us and uh, he does the intro to uh, you <laughs> or, know anything. Or it's like a like a new version of um, what was that show that Jonathan Frakes hosted? Factor Fiction. Yeah, Factor Fiction. <laughs> but, I watched Factor Fiction by Todd Father. I love the the supercuts of those because one of them is like, "Have you ever ridden a bicycle?" <laughs> yeah. No, I used to love that show. This is Jonathan Frakes decked out in the most '90s of of bicycle gear. <laughs> nice. I used to love Factor Fiction. It was the like the softer version of Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries is what played in the the late night pizza places that you had to go to when you stayed at hotels. Um, that for some reason, like. Every time you stayed in a hotel and went to go get pizza and they were showing Unsolved Mysteries, it was always about some sort of brutal murder at a motel. Unsolved Mysteries was scary. Yeah, it was. It freaked me out. Yeah. Because they're unsolved. Because they are unsolved, yeah. And they're mysterious. You know, you know who else is mysterious and um, is maybe a little bit freaked out, Johnny? Gunslinger? Gunslinger. He's, he's just freaked hanging. out because he's, he's a man out of time. He's a man out of time. Uh, and he's just sitting on this porch. Um, and he and he's just watching the crows come in, Johnny. He is, uh, he is witnessing a murder, as they say. A murder of crows. And then we get, uh, we get some, some of the... What we've got going a lot lately, we've got some... <clears throat> blackened feathers falling down! Oh yeah, I sent you that video from the. I went to a ghost concert. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and I couldn't go because I had meetings both mornings, so I couldn't take a day off. <laughs> no, it was great. Uh, it was a good show. Excellent, excellent. 
Always, um, always a good, always a good thing, a ritual. Oh yeah, and it was nice to see him after the newest album had come out because last time we saw him, the album hadn't come out yet. Uh, and uh, l- let me guess, you could actually hear all of Kaiserian this time. They didn't just yes. have the monitors going. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know if that was on purpose or what. Uh, I, I, I do you not remember Brand being like. That guy knows he fucked up. Look at him. Look at him. He knows he fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brand was like, I, I know well, exactly what button he pushed, and he shouldn't have pushed that button. He knew he shouldn't have pushed that button. <laughs> uh, uh, just an aside to the listeners, if you can ever go experience something with somebody who does the technical version of that for a living, uh, do it. It's fun to watch what they watch. It's good. Yes. It's good. Yeah, the, the brand was explaining a lot of the lighting stuff this time. And I was just looking at it, and it was really cool. Some great yeah. lighting. It's uh, Some people might think it might take the magic out of it, knowing knowing how the sausage is made, but I find it infinitely more fascinating to be like, Oh, yeah. And, and you're able to produce this just from that? Man. No, so I've, I've had a ghost stuck in my head for like two days. It's perfect for reading Spawn, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be on the album for the new the new the new movie, and if they, they aren't, be. then somebody's somebody done fucking somebody's up. fucking up. Yeah, yeah. Like, you gotta get ghosts on there. Come on. Yeah, for real. So so these crows morph and they turn into they turn into Redeemer, turn... not Raven Spawn, not Redeemer. Raven. Uh, r- r- Rev. Rave, nope, can't do it. I was trying to portmanteau Redeemer and Ravenspawn, and it didn't work. He's anti-Ravenspawn. Um, there we go. Got it. He's anti-Ravenspawn. <laughs> and then we get um we get our first hint of uh Javi's special bullets. Um, we don't get an example just yet, but Javi says, "You know what these bullets can do." <laughs> I know. Right. I've seen what your victims look like. So there's a. So so Redeemer tells Javi what time he's in. The 21st century, and Javi's like, "Yeah, I saw some stuff that didn't make any sense. I saw some, I saw some fancy contraptions. Not, not to mention, not to mention the 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 automobile. <laughs> right, that's a that's a contraption. That's a contraption. Um, like the doorknobs. I mean, the doorknobs they had in the Civil W times, and the doorknobs that are on this farmhouse now, wildly different. I I would assume." Oh, yeah. Like, he probably pushes the little button and accidentally locks himself out of the bathroom, and he's like, wait, what? Wait, what? Although he doesn't know about bathrooms at this point. That's right. He hasn't so used he, the, He's just been going outside. He wouldn't have to worry about the bathroom button. Nice. Nope. Um, and Redeemer, Redeemer is being a herald of bad things to come, uh, and he's like, and they are coming uh, right now. <laughs> he's just warning him that there's a war coming for all spawns. Yeah. And Javi says he's ready. And then we get a very cool little little anime Javi ready eyes where it's like his little smoke turns into kind of a little crosshair there. Yeah, like a ding. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun little yep. a fun little filigree. I like it. He asks him if Cog, what about Cog? Is he a part of this? And the Redeemer says, I'll let you figure that out on your own. <laughs> and he then leaves. As soon as the the crows start turning back into angels, Redeemer is gone, and Javi is stuck, stuck with these knife wielding maniacs. 
And as he's done at least three times in this issue, uh, Javi tosses aside his cigarette uh, and allows himself to smile. This is going to be fun. He said it, three cigarettes in like the last ten minutes. Yeah, I know. Man, he needs to slow down. Doesn't he know how expensive those things are? <laughs> he doesn't have any he money. Doesn't yet. <laughs> um, and then he just he's going to find out when he goes to Taylor. He's going to find out when he goes to Taylor's convenience store, and he's yeah. going to be in a world of hurt. Yeah, he is. He's just going to throw that bag of money on the counter and be like, "I just need some cigarettes." <laughs> And he'll get two packs because they're so expensive. <laughs> and he just compounds this angel in the middle, right? Shoots them right in their head. It explodes the target on contact. Boom. And man, it's woo. It's gruesome. It's gruesome. Um and it's kind of a punk rock angel here. Yeah, with a with his like like bone mohawk. Yeah. It's it's the 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 follow up the follow up to Bone Tomahawk, Bone Mohawk. Bone Mohawk set in the future. Yeah, it's it's set in like uh, the eighties New York punk scene. Um, man, I could see S. Craig Zoller writing that something would, in that time. There period. could be there could be oh that would be wonderful. There's so much gross stuff you could do with that time period. The Javi starts doing a strategic retreat into the house, um, where he's got his arsenal all laid out, and so he's just uh, as Danny DeVito said. Uh, he started blasting. And that's what he's done. That's what he's doing. He's just blasting them all over the place. Yeah. And the, the upside to getting pulled forward in time is innovation also moves forward. Uh, you know, so <laughs> Some good Todd father exi- aside there. So, so Javi picks up a giant sniper rifle. <laughs> just blows a chunk out of the side yeah. of this angel. Yeah. Um... Results that even the gunslinger finds. Dot dot dot. Wait for it. Dot dot dot. Staggering. <laughs> staggering. <laughs> I like how far away the word staggering is. It's oh man. And then and then there's a squeak and we get we get some good round eye of surprise there. Round eye of surprise. <laughs> round eye of sobriety. So of of surprise and the. You know, and then the next thing we know, Punk Rock Angel is is like tackling Javi through a wall. And then and then they're outside having a little knife battle and then Javi shoves shoves the knife like right up through the guy's head from his jaw to his dome. Oof. Oh man. It's gotta take a Painful. lot of effort. Yeah, it's gotta be tough. Yeah, man. That Javi's Javi's a strong boy, and then so we got just we just leave Javi there hovering over or standing above his kill, and then we go half a world away. We've got the we're kind of leaving off where we were last time, where Spawn's there with Cygor and Overkill and Jim Overkill Downing. and Spawn's kind of pissed because Jim Downing put some of his blood into them to yeah. help them regenerate, and he, so he, now they're easily trackable because they're just like Spawn energy. Yeah, um, and they spawns pulled them out of their their goo tubes, so they might have been prematurely removed from their their uh, back to tanks, if you will. Um, and that's what Jim Downing's like. You know, he's worried about Cygor. He's like, is he gonna be okay? Of course, he's worried about Cygor. Yeah, it's the big monkey. Not? He's he's so sad. Look at how sad Cygor is. 
He does it hurts sad. me. It hurts me. And then, you know, they start... Spawns like, you You fucked up, Jim. You've put targets on their back. And Overt kills like they are hunting me? I love how Spawn, like, comforts him. No, no, they're not. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was a little a little weird. Uh, but, but yeah. Yeah, Spawn trying to comfort Overkill. And then... And then Spawn being like, Jim, you've poisoned these guys. And Jim being like, I thought you knew everything. My bad. Jim's being a little jerk here. A little jerky jerk. Um so, so Jim walks over and is like, I'm gonna I'm gonna help Monkey. Um and puts his hands on him and necroplasms into him some. Mind melds, digs deep into the beast's skull. And then Saigor slowly, slowly starts to stand up. Um, and then Al tries to make reparations with Jim Downing. And then Jim Downing slaps his hand away. Yeah, he's like, uh, don't you get to come here and then threaten me and then change your mind? Yeah. Man, I used to be just like you. Thought I could do everything alone. And uh, then a heartbeat later, Spawn, Sigor, and Overkill are gone, and Jim Downing is left to wonder if it was even worth coming out of his recent coma. So, that's always... <laughs> she just boops out of there with him. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I've never been in a coma, but I can imagine that if uh, you come out of a coma, and then you're like, why the fuck did I come out of the coma for this? <laughs> it might be a pretty depressing e- event. Um, yeah, it must be really bad. Yeah. And then we to be continued, and uh, Al's gained a little bit of of uh, power. He's at forty four three. So four three four three. He's uh not too bad, not too shabby. And hey, what kind of back matter you got in that issue there, Johnny? It's the same as it has been the last few issues. It's just a bunch of advertisements for spawn trade paperbacks. No spawning grounds still. No spawning grounds still. Interesting. Maybe that's something that uh. Thomas Healy brings Thomas back? Healy demanded to come back, which is, thank God he did. Yeah, he's like, I'm not overworked enough. I need to also read all the emails people send. It's also a great way to build the Spawn community. Yeah. Let's issue 312. And here's one thing I want to ask you, David. Yeah, what's Before that? we close the book on this. Why is it called Cult of Omega? I... Do not know, because we haven't come across <laughs> Omega yet. It's Cult of Omega Part One and Part Two, and I have no idea why it's called that. Well, I mean, the next the next epi- issue is called uh, Cult of Omega Part Three. So, oh, so maybe that will explain it all. Maybe, unless unless so, it's a uh, like a four or five parter. Okay, so I, I thought sorry, I thought it was just two parts. I guess Omega will probably show up then. Good to know. Or some kind of Cult of Omega will hopefully appear. No, I was just curious because I was like, why is it called Cult of Omega? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? You know who probably knows? Todd Father. Hey, Todd Father, maybe you want to email us? Let us know why it's called Cult of Omega? Regarding SpawnPod at gmail.com. He doesn't remember. One of, one, of these, one of these days he will listen and he will send us a thing and be like, I don't fucking know, guys. <laughs> it's like, I'm I too just, busy. I don't remember. I just wrote it. I just write this shit down. Don't you remember? I'm lazy, and so I don't remember anything. That's what he's gonna say. I don't do interior pages because Rob Liefeld said I didn't call me lazy. <laughs> 
I'm glad I'm glad right. the I'm glad the Todd father doesn't hear that shade directed at him. Cause he doesn't read the comments. He doesn't read the comments. He's a zero every day, just like he said at Comic Con. Yeah. So Todd Father, here's to you. Here's to you. Uh, a three one two tipped in your direction. Cheers. A nice little beer. Yeah, through well, you don't drink beer, but we'll drink a beer for you, Todd Father. A nice Goose Island three one two for yeah. this issue. Maybe maybe you can maybe we can get him uh one of those uh powerful Topo Chicos. Uh Cause man, Topo, Topo Chico is the best carbonated water because it is aggressive. It will attack your brain with carbonation. It's it's so good. It's so hard to get into, but like once you get into it, it's like all of the bubbly water is too soft. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You gotta get the topo. Yeah, I get the topo. Well, let's spot three one two, Johnny. <laughs> Next up, we've got King Spawn 23. Yeah, we do. We've got the, the, the last penultimate number. to this uh, Exodus Sam and Twitch arc. Yeah. Um, and we got a couple covers. We do. A couple of them. A few. So the I first think... of is Chris Stevens, um, which is the one I was reading. That's the, the one I got. And they the cover artist for this month, I believe, that this uh-huh. came out. It's... I loved every single Chris Stevens cover. I did too. I really liked them a lot. This Blake Swan one's great. It's it's great. It's like how I, I like how it's like gradients from like very cool blue through purples all the way down to like really warm reds and oranges. Yeah. It's just very well composed and just beautiful. You got, got Plague Spawn, looks like possibly Urizen in the background. It's either that or it's a non-longjaw Fleabiac. Yeah. And then you got Nightmare Spawn down there. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's really fucking cool. There's also a B cover that also rules. It's by Francesco Tomaselli, and it's Spawn like in a flooded church. Ooh. Like, just standing there in front of a... um. Uh, stained glass window of like Jessica Priest, I guess. It's like a woman with red hair. Oh, nice. That's um, that's incredible. Yeah, and there's a virgin version of this too. So I guess they're technically three covers. Nice. But I really like this one as well. They're both awesome. I love I love how how nicely King Spawn uh, cover imagery has fit with just like the stained glass window aesthetic. It's great. I guess I guess Gunslinger Very too. Regal. I guess I guess Spawn in general just fits well with the stained glass effect. Yeah. Well, there was like a little weird run where like I feel like there was a couple. Everyone was on the same juice or something because there was like that Gunslinger one where he's jumping through the stained glass. Yeah. There's this one. There's just there was like a few of those. There was at the that J. Scott Campbell one that had. Oh yeah. Had like everybody in it. Like there were salmon twitches in it. That was great. The one from like three hundred. Yeah. It's yeah. great. You know, uh I bet I bet if he's feeling sassy, the Todd father will give himself some some spawn stained glass windows in his house someday. Oh, I'm sure he will, if he hasn't already. My my grandmother had some stained glass windows in her house. Really? And the most of them were roses. 
but one of them was very clearly a face, um, which my sister and I long ago decided was the face of the ghost that lived in the house. Because as soon as my grandmother died and the house was no longer haunted, um, you could very clearly see that it was roses instead of a face. So that's uh, creepy. I don't. I don't know if I've talked about my grandmother living in a haunted house in this on this podcast before, but I don't think so because I don't th- know about it. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, my grandmother lived uh, in El Reno, Oklahoma, uh, the bustling the bustling metropolis of El Reno, Oklahoma. Um, home of the onion burger, though. Um, but yeah, her house was haunted as shit, and uh, it's very awkward to get in the conversations at work with uh ultra rational scientist people, um, and being having to defend the um, I believe in ghosts because I've actually interacted with them before. Um, ah! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the ghosts—they're fucking there, and they—they they live on a spectrum. Um, the one that lived in my grandmother's house wasn't very nice. So, no, <laughs> my my sister has uh multiply many times apologized for doing the thing that she did, where she we would be playing in the basement in the playroom, and then she would turn the lights off and run upstairs really quick to leave me alone in the dark with a, at the epicenter of ghosts. It never, it never turned out well. Uh, but, but yeah, ghosts, they're real. Grew up in a haunted house. Fucking exciting. Well, good to know. Uh, I'll just grill you on that. I'm now curious. At, but I don't want to do a whole episode. Yeah. On at the childhood, at the risk of, uh, at the risk of uh, falling into that trap we set for ourselves, anytime I have a nightmare, it's set in that fucking house. So like, I'll just be sleeping along, and then the house will show up, and I'll be like, "God damn it! Now I need to wake no. up. I need to wake up now, like right now. I need to get out of this shit." <laughs> terrifying. 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 But you know what else is terrifying, Johnny? Some some parts of King Spawn. Sp- some parts of King Spawn 23, holy shit. Yeah, um, so this is written with script plot by Sean Lewis, additional script by Todd McFarlane. Uh-huh. We've got do. art by Kevin Keane, color by Ivan Nunes, lettering by Anne World Design. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we got the two cover artists, Chris Stevens and Francesco Tomaselli. Creative director, Todd McFarlane, and editor-in-chief, Thomas Healy. Yeah, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. so this is our classic team spawn, team king spawn. Uh, so we got Kevin Keane in here, which is cool. Teen spawn, hell yeah, Johnny. That needs teen to be the spawn. Next. Teen spawn. Let's get the teen spawn going. I need, I need uh, Al Simmons as spawn as a thirteen-year-old trying to navigate, <laughs> navigate interpersonal relationships and uh, learning about uh, weird necroplasmic hairs growing in places that they've never appeared. before. Yeah, he's like, Mom, my necroplasm released in the middle of the night. What's going on? Oh, could you imagine it could be the... The... Oh, we need a Spawn coming-of-age story, Johnny. Where he falls in love with Wanda and he keeps losing her. Because, you know... And the clown's like the bully at his school. <laughs> I think that needs to be a movie. Teen Spawn. I would watch the hell Teen out Spawn. of it. It's like Teen Wolf, only... 
hopefully with less uh, extras hanging dong at the end of it. I still have I still haven't followed up to see the the evidence, but man, uh, there's blockbuster an extra that has their dick out. Yeah, yeah. Blockbuster Film wow. School brings it up like every other episode. So oh, nice. <laughs> it's a good show. It's a good show. Blockbuster Film School. If you aren't listening, you guys check it out. Uh, so previously in King Spawn, mm-hmm. Spawn discovers that Cyan's friend Yoko is still alive and has been turned into a living weapon by the Exodus Foundation. Man. Also, I can't remember. This was released in June 2023. Can't remember if we mentioned. Yeah, June 2023. Uh, we opened just on oh, Yoko. Man. As as far as opening splash pages go, this is this is whew, nightmare fuel. Look at that. And she's kind of explaining. Yeah, I know. It's scary. Uh, she's got, like, blood in her mouth. She's wearing, like, this crazy helmet thing. Yeah, it's it's like a... It's like a helmet that was concocted in a cartoon to, like, make somebody smarter. Right. It's very sinister. It's, like, sending energy in there. So Yoko was killed in issues... Somewhere in issues 276 through 283 mm-hmm. is kind of what we get here is a little, uh, she's just saying that basically whenever Spawn went and saved Cyan that she was collateral damage. And Exodus has brought her back. Yeah, and then they've uh, been giving her extracted brains. Um, so I don't know if they've been injecting it or they've been making her eat them. Um, yeah, I can't tell because she's all covered in blood. Maybe she's been eating the brains. Oh man, maybe maybe they, maybe it's a like a combination of both. Maybe they were just trying to, uh, like inject her with the extracted brains, but at some point she just decided to start eating them because she's gone. There's a hoo for cocoa puffs. There's a there's a crazy gleam in her eye, and it is unsettling. I gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta flip the page. Kevin Keane did too good of a job on that. Too scary. And then you get all these brains spilling out of her. Well, not brains, but yeah, like... It's, uh, it's like the spirits of the brains. brains. It's such a cool yeah. effect. It's just like she's vomiting pink necroplasm um, that has faces and like starts like has like little tumor-esque uh, hum- or bodies coming out of the main form. Mm-hmm. It's real cool. And then she has this like army of like the brain spirits she ate. I do like uh, very much like how disturbing, disturbing the spirits are, and then how cartoony Spawn looks. It's amazing. Yeah, I like this cartoony Spawn. He's hilarious because he's like, <laughs> when he when he sees the spirits, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's real cool. It's real cool. I like how uh, um, you'll notice you notice that uh, certain things have been shaded with uh, what's obviously fingerprints. So like uh yeah. the bands on his arm, that's definitely just like an image of fingerprint imposed on it. It's real fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then Yoko's, you know, berating Spawn for having abandoned his daughter, you know, blaming well, him for her. Not dead, his daughter. And then saying that, you know, he fucked up by abandoning his daughter or by It's not his Sian. daughter. Yeah, I I caught myself kind of uh for abandoning Cyan and then and then, on top of that, uh, getting her killed. And then, on top of that, fucking up her sweet release through death by basically 
punishing her spirit. So, so I don't know. I could I could see Al Simmons doing some of this, but there's no no way that all of this is actually Al's fault. And if no. it is Al's fault, it's because somebody's using him as a reason to do this. And she's like all united with all these like ghosts formed a single union and they this is just a cool image they like yeah. explode and go into spawn yeah like uh the little this fight's sh- pretty cool i like how it's just like kind of like mind bending and just like reality bending it's it's awesome yeah they just uh they form into a group and then they shatter into shards and then the shards go inside of them and it's a it's a real fun technique of how to get the bits of these souls inside of him i think um Mm-hmm. Because as we as we learn, um, you know, he's kind of protected. His outsides are protect him from being able to be attacked in this manner. But once they get like through his skin to his insides, he's vulnerable to their sort of spirit powers. Which is like you brought back this Kincaid, you brought back Disruptor. It's my turn. And then it focuses on Sam, like hiding behind a trash can full of body parts. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just uh you know, you know, dicking around on his phone. No, he's sending his pin to somebody. Yeah, he's, he's not playing a phone game, a phone app, a game <laughs> app. So What is it from Gunslinger? Yeah, it's uh a, an app game. App game. App game, that's what it is. He's uh, not playing an app game. He's yeah, doing so a map he's got, game he's got he's got he's got 4g reception in that basement johnny i don't know how many yeah, basements you go into on a regular basis but they're always just like dead zones maybe he got on the exodus foundation's wi-fi <laughs> ah maybe maybe their password's b behemoth but with an eight instead of a b uh um... behemoth tar rules with a z <laughs> so so sam's Sam's setting his pen, and then we uh, we follow we follow the the message he just sent to its recipient, and we got just Twitch sitting in a car, tapping the tapping the steering wheel, just just sitting there, just waiting, just waiting. And then Terry comes out, uh, s- similarly covered in glass shards. Uh, this so is from jumping out a window. Yeah, it's from like, jumping out a window. Cyan. But it is uh. It is fun that both Terry and Spawn um, have undergone the same general, same general wound. Yeah, wound, yeah. Glass shards. They're they're inextricably linked together, um, regardless of how far apart they feel they need to be. I love this panel where they're both looking down at the phone. It's great. Yeah, yeah. He's leaning on the car. You just really get a sense of the physicality. Yeah. And so they got the pin emailed to him, or not emailed, texted to him. Yeah. So he's like, we'll see, hop in. Beep, 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 beep. Terry calls him Sam Action. Yeah, Action Sam. It's like Action he's Man. Tired right? action shit. So, so we, we learned that uh, all the cops think that Sam is fearless, and Sam is just like, well, I just had to pretend that I have no fear. And so he's like, Spawn, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> What's my move? Uh, he he unloads into Yoko, um, because mm-hmm. he's not sure what to do. 
Uh, that seems to take care of her body. Uh, he has no idea, though, how to deal with the ghosts. So, um, right there with you, buddy. Yeah, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they, they overwhelm him. They overwhelm him. Um, and, like, like, lift him up into the air so he's, he's, he's captured and he's unable to escape. And then, uh, they, they hold him aloft as Yoko reveals that, oh, she, she's not taken care of after all. She's got these big old holes through her body. And she, she starts berating him. She shot the holes in the body. Yeah. She and smushes one of his eyes. Ouch. Oh, ouch. And then she she holds him up to her chest so that way she can see th- he can see through one of the holes in her body to see to the past to the last time he was truly scared. Um, and it was... And we learned that uh, Sam's home life uh, was uh, not too great. Not too great. Not too great, Abusive father, it appears. What a jerk. And then... And then Yoko does that asshole thing of blaming a eight-year-old for being unable to defend his mother from a very giant violent man. Um, like, don't don't put that on a don't put that on an eight-year-old kid. What could he do? What could he do? I mean, look at the size of that guy. All he has to do is sit on young Sam Burke, and young Sam Burke turns into a pancake, and we don't get. The good detective friend that we like. Yeah. Yoko's not very nice. I don't think I like Yoko. She's breaking up the band. No, Yoko's mean. And, just, and that was cool. I do like how she pulls his eye into the bullet hole to show yeah. him yeah. the past. That's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it's fun. There's a, there's a lot of fun uh, technique going on. In no, it's just cool stuff. how she's just like this like phantasmagorical force. Yeah. It's like uh it's like watching um any sort of franchise film series uh that has multiple different directors and then seeing how each of the different directors will handle certain techniques um like how they how they will present interiority or how they will sort of visually lead you to what they're trying to get at. And I very much like how Kevin Keane shows how he's getting to these places. And it's real fun. And then once she releases Sam from this vision, she then pulls her belt off and whacks him about the face with it. Like her, his father would have. Oh man. That's a, that's a fucking mean ass move. That's, that's terrible. That's, that's like some, the, a level of fucked up that even the Joker wouldn't touch. And then, and then, she throws Sam across the room, and Al catches him, like it's a a ball hit well deep into center field, um, and he catches him right before the uh, the ball goes out of the park, saving uh, the team from having to witness a home run for the other people. Right, right. Convoluted, yes. Yoko is quite quite loyal, is what we learn, and then we in come. From- the Maravels. Yeah, the Maravels. We got Bateman. We got Tar. We have Behemoth. Uh, we have no. Rip- that's not Bateman. Bateman's the son. Oh, that's that's Daddy 
That's Daddy, Daddy Maryville. Maryville. Oh man, sorry, First Daddy Maryville. Um, you know, a key issue. Uh, but Bateman, I'm I'm pretty sure his name is Bateman Maryville because if this man doesn't name his son after himself, um, it's true. That man totally names his son after himself. Actually, his son's probably like the third or the fourth. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a legacy, and Behemoth has Cyan just like tossed over his shoulder, and ta- and the Mister Maravell's just like, yes, we brought back Kim Cade, we brought back Jason Wynn, and this is they're they're basically he's like equates taking over the world and acquiring demons to like the stock market almost. Yeah, manipulate investors to give us the seed money for us to barter with the fate of the world. Yeah, so so um, much like. Al's been trying to save the world. They've been trying to similarly destroy it. So much like uh much like Gaia wants to just destroy everything. These people just want to destroy the earth or at least take it over. So it's another another set of players in this battlefield earth that we find ourselves on. Yes. They're probably possessed by Thetans and need to undergo some Dianetics. Uh, the Scientologists are setting up booths along Michigan Avenue. Um, oh, nice. With uh, signs that are like, are you stressed? Come take a test. And it's like, just fuck off. Just fuck off. Go away. Nobody wants you. You and your stupid stress tests. Yeah, no one needs no one needs to figure out how many thetans they got. Yeah, leave us alone. There was a uh, in the show Jane the Virgin. There's a a flashback for um, Alejandro, um, who he wanted to be. He wanted the prestige that came from uh, being a Scientologist when he was little and a a young actor. Um, but he couldn't afford the the treatments, so he and his friends just got together and did uh, pseudo diagnetics treatments and like filmed themselves doing it, so that way they could be like, "Look, I'm a Scientologist. You should hire me. You know, we're good <laughs> actor people." <laughs> it's hilarious, hilarious. Jane the Virgin is a good show if you haven't watched it. So we get kind of a cliffhanger little coda here, where yeah. Twitch and uh, Terry look in, they see they're, Cyan. They're they're bird watching, and they're like, "That's a yellow bellied warbler." That's a cyan. <laughs> um, let's go in gun blazings. Guns blazing. Gun blazing. Terry says, my thoughts exactly. And but then, little do we know, off to the side, someone's watching and laughing. Yeah, one of Merrillville's looks, venture capitalists. Hmm, looks very familiar. Yeah. Those eyes and laughing, but I guess we'll Obvious, find out next issue who it is. Obviously, it's the Joker, Johnny. Obviously, it's the Joker. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> it's the Joker from Batman Spawn. Yeah. That one. And then we get... That's the end of the episode. Issue. We get... Issue! King Spawn, King Spawn Crown to end it. Uh, mm-hmm. We got another Spawning Crown, uh, spawning crown uh, filled with fan art. Uh, some really good fan art for this one. I like the top left. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's it's real really cool. cool. Like marketing that, technique. That one looks like it would be dope under a blacklight. Yeah, it looks like a blacklight poster. Yeah, we got on the bottom right. We got ye old meatball head. Yeah, he's like sticky meatball head. Yeah, he's like he's, he's like, like oozing. He's the he's that 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 meatball that 
fell off the table and onto the floor and then ran out the door. You know. Yeah, like the one that's on, on top of old Smokey. Yeah, on top of spaghetti. I lost my poor meatball when somebody sneezed. Oh shit, I just sneezed like six times. Was it me? Was it oh man. You lost I the made, meatball head spawn. I made the meatball go. Oh I'm sorry, meatball head spawn. I'll I'll brush you off on my pants before I put you back on the table. That'll take off most of the hair. Yeah, some really good uh the that pencil one in the in the very center with his dukes up. That's uh that looks like it's like his art. It's what they would use. Yeah, yeah, that's what it would be. I could just see like the fists moving and that little bit of motion going on. Yep, just like spawn. (laughs) Spawn alley. Fight. Hell yeah. Uh yeah. advertisement and for the uh, other stuff. Advertisements. Toy advertisements. And that's King Spawn number twenty-three. That's King Spawn number twenty-three. A really Hell exciting, yeah. action-packed fight with Yoko and Spawn. It's creepy and got some good supernatural, like trippy stuff going on. Really liked it. Yeah. Real good. Real good. Um and I think Johnny, I think that brings mm-hmm. us. So the point of the show, where we rate the puppies. It's time to rate the puppies. So you had a new puppy with you, an old puppy. I'm going to give him five stars. Which, which the old puppy or the new puppy? The old puppy. Old the one puppy. that was uh, trying to interrupt the episode at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah we, got a, we, got a, we got a hospice pug. Um, and, well... If you have a pug, you don't need a white noise machine. But unfortunately, there's no <laughs> off button. <laughs> there's no off button. I'm gonna, she's got she's got one eye, so I'm gonna give her five eyes. Um, good good pug. But yeah, no, we're not talking about your puppies. We're not talking about your dogs, David. I mean, I'm always uh, talking about my dogs. So. You are, but we're talking <laughs> about the issues of Spawn. Yeah. So first up was Spawn three twelve or three one two if you live in the Chicago area. Yes, indeed. Um. It is kind of a two-tailed one. It's about the gunslinger, a little bit about Mark and Medieval, a little bit about Spawn and Jim Downing and that whole team. It's yeah. just really, like, good. The story's flowing well. I really it's good. It's enjoyed a good little, it. Um, it's a good little braiding of threads. Yeah, and, like, Carlo Barberi's really knocking it out of the park. And the coloring by Peter Steigerwald and J. David Ramos is just really pops. Like, it's just really well-colored, the, just the, the farmhouse aesthetic and then go into spawns dark aesthetic it works really well yeah uh so yeah i'm gonna give it four kisses from jessica on the cheek oh hell yeah because she gives mark a little peck when she says he's not a spawn yeah i agree with absolutely oh here come those jets david here comes the jets from the air and water show i can hear them oh man oh man Kaboom! Hopefully should, no kaboom. They should have invited the ghost of Kiev to come this year, shouldn't they have? Yeah, probably. Man, that was an exciting ex- an exciting time. With the birth of the ghost of Kiev legend. Do I want to hear a little bit about it. Um, yeah, so it was, but it was like a, a Ukrainian fire, fighter pilot that uh, supposedly had like uh, eight confirmed down Russian planes um and just like nobody could get them and they were just like in a junky plane and would just like fly overhead and some of the rural r- 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 
parts of Ukraine and yeah. It's a great it's great it's a great story. It's a great story. I think I think it has since been confirmed to have been like three separate people, but yeah. That's not fun. Legends are supposed to be right? But, yeah. Um I loved this issue. It's uh we sometimes give the Todd Father guff for maybe not being the best writer. He's he's admitted it. But when the gun when the, the Todd Father is like on, he is on. And this issue, he is right on it. Um his yeah. goofiness is is held back a little bit. Um and yes. like he can do technically good stuff. Like he is good at it. That's just not what he wants to do all the time. So it's it's a it's a matter of his own personal choice of what he wants to do. So it's not like he can't do it. He's not lazy. Um but especially for a Todd Father written issue, very well written. Um Oh yeah. And it's just so much fun and the art, man, Carlo Barberi just always brings good stuff. The colors are nice. It's just popping. I'm going to give it uh four uh Bobble-headed Mark selfies. Let's see how sassy I look. Yeah, so I guess that's four sassies. <laughs> four sassies. Four, four, four sassy Mark in the helmet. Four sassy selfies. There we go. That's there you go. Four sassy selfies. Great. <laughs> uh, the next up, we have King Swan 23. Action-packed. Just, like, really fun issue. Uh, I'm going to give it four and a half. Shards of glass because both Terry and Spawn got shards of glass injected into them. Oh man, glass shards, glass shards. What about you, David? What are you going to give twenty three? Johnny, I am, I am conflicted. You see, yes, because it's very hard for me to not give far end of the scale ratings to King Spawn, and I want to sometimes be like. I need to get down to normal where three is a good issue and the standout ones are fives. But so far, just like the regular good issues are just always so good. So I have to keep giving it a five. This is going to be, this is a five. This is a five issue for me. Woo! It's a Ooh, fiver. A fiver. All right. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it five uh, bullet wounds in the chest peepholes. <laughs> it's, it's, the art is fantastic. Uh, I would have loved to have seen what Javi would have Javi Fernandez would have done with this, but there is Kevin Keane doesn't disappoint. It's incredible artwork. It's incredible stuff happening. Um, oh yeah, I am upset that we have to learn that Sam's childhood wasn't great, but that sucks. Yeah, but it's just it's just good shit. Yeah, Period. it's great. I'm, and it leads up to the next issue's awesome. I love how it ends. It, yeah. Like, it's really cool. I'm exci- Exciting stuff's happening in King Swan, as always. Yeah. So good. So good. Also, we could, uh, if these are Kevin Keane's own fingerprints that he uses for the, the hatching, um, somebody, if they were patient enough, could recreate a full fingerprint out of them and maybe accidentally frame him for murder or something. Um, so don't do I that. Hope, I hope I hope nobody does that. Don't do that. That would be a shitty thing to do. Kevin Kane's too cool for that. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe we can use it to help exonerate him from from a a crime. To be like, this is what his fingerprints look like. That fingerprint's not over there. Could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine being a judge and some of the evidence that's put before you is an issue of King Spawn and it's issue number twenty three and it's like this man couldn't have done this. This is his fingerprint. Um, and then you just like the courtroom sits around and the judge is just sitting there reading the book, being like, oh hell. Shit, what? Oh, fuck, what's that? Oh, gross. <laughs> and, like, the sonographer's over there just, like, typing out the the reactions he has. It's been like, when Sam's eye pierced through the body, the judge said, shit. <laughs> That's gross. That's That would make me want to be uh, in a jury. <laughs> Please, please, if I get called to jury duty, somehow let Spawn be part of the evidence. He will. It, it will. I mean, if somehow, it's a big part of your life, so you're bound to have something on Spawn. A <laughs> fingerprint, some blood. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. You never know. You never know. But yeah, excellent, excellent issue of Spawn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's those puppies rated. So, so Johnny, those were, uh, those were some excellent issues of Spawn. And let me tell oh, you... Yeah. What's better than reading Spawn and hanging out with some friends and talking about Spawn? And uh, not much. Spawn's Spawn has led to us having more friends than I ever thought Spawn could have. Um, because there's a great there's a great community of Spawn friends over on Instagram. And let me tell you about one of them, Johnny. Who are we his, talking about today? His name is his his name is Matt. We got we got a, we got a friend named Matt. Everybody's got a friend named Matt, but you don't have a friend. Matt underscore collects underscore one yet, um. So maybe you should friend our friend our friend Matt. He's a really cool collector, dude. He's got lots of the good spawn stuff. Um, you never, oh yeah, uh, never never disappointed with seeing what Matt's got on display. Um, always got really cool stuff. Very supportive, dude. Loves yeah. spawn. Yeah, he's got he's into the last Ronin too. Shit. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. That's like a, a stamp of quality for me as far as friendship goes now. Because if you love that book, you're all right by me. Yeah, he's, he's, sharing, his, he's sharing his collection, what he's passionate about. Um, he's, he's friends with other friends of ours. So it's, it's, a good, it's, good, it's good all the way around. Yeah, make sure to give him a follow. He's yeah. just an all-around great guy. While you're over there, make sure to give us a follow. Yeah. Regarding Spawn Pod mm-hmm. on Instagram, we're posting videos. I'm doing the Malibu's Monday when I don't accidentally forget. <laughs> I'm doing the the weekly reviews. I should probably give myself a fun name, but it's basically me just yammering on until my phone tells me my video is too long to post. So <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Uh, yeah, and we're posting episode stuff, pictures, pictures of the dogs with the comics. I got a cat. The yeah. cat will let me take pictures of comics without attacking them now. So you'll be seeing my cat probably a lot too. Hell yeah. Hell Literally, yeah. I laid them all out and just like immediately jumped on them and just started attacking them. <laughs> I mean, pretty funny. That's what cats do. That's what cats do. Chaos. Yeah. yeah. While, while you're over there, uh, you should also. Um, you should uh, check out our better half, the one who makes the, the good-sounding bits of this podcast that aren't my terrible singing. Um, that's, uh, oh, that, that's the other, that's the other so good half. I'm just, 
I'm I just I just implied that you were also the bad half. So so if you just took Johnny's portion and Brian's music and put them together, you'd have the perfect podcast. It would be like 15 minutes. It would be perfect for listening to <laughs> while doing the dishes. <laughs> but uh, no. Brian, Brian underscore Voyles underscore 27. Uh, he's a good guy. He posts a lot of fun stuff um, in addition to doing music. Um, and yeah, he's just he's just real positive about stuff. He loves spooky shit. He loves exercising. He loves screen printing television or television screen printing t-shirts uh he loves weed so you know he's got all our favorite things he's got something for everyone something for everyone i think he he also uh he also is a big fan of cats so i have a feeling we're gonna cats we're gonna be getting a lot of likes on our photos of johnny's barbie there barbie the kitty yeah gonna have to gonna have to take barbie over there sometime to to let him meet brian and then then be like, hey Brian, Brian, you wanna you wanna write a theme song for Barbie? Um, for every time she, she interrupts every, a... every time she comes in, and then you could just be like, and it's Barbie time. And just, Meow. <laughs> there's a lot of good Barbie theme. I mean, there's the Barbie song that Lizzo sings from the soundtrack. I sing that to my cat a lot. Nice, nice. Hey Barbie. So it's such such a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good cat. It's good all around. If you want to talk to us about my cat, Barbie, or Spawn, you can always hit us up at regardingspawnpod at gmail.com. Uh-huh. And if you're the Todd father, you need to, uh, to get a contact in contact with us. Toot sweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, every week I like to ask a question. And this week I just want to, because of this comic, local comic shop day cover, if you want to write us an email about what's special about your local comic shop, what do you love about it, and why do you continue to go there and just are curious to hear about your local comic shop. Uh, so send us an email regarding spawnpod at gmail.com. I love challengers. Everyone that works there is great. They're always really friendly. They love that. I have a spawn podcast. Um, you know, they're just, they're the best. They get all your stuff and always a pleasure to go in there on Wednesday. Him, I'm only ever there like two or three times a year, but like they remember me every time I'm there. So it's, it's like it's like coming home. Um, and then my my regular local shop, like like I I walk in and they're immediately like hey ah and then you know like I don't even I don't even have to tell them that I got books. They're just like here's your books. It's, oh I know. Uh, so they do a challenger too. Just bust them out. Yeah. Tell us tell us about how uh how it feels like going home uh whenever you're uh and oh oh uh as far as my shop is concerned concerns Johnny. Um, they've completely forgot about us coming into the store super drunk after the, that baseball game. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, so we don't even have to worry about it. They, uh, they've Phew. just completely forgotten. I oh, mean, I man. spent like a hundred dollars on magazines, so hopefully they weren't too mad at me. <laughs> uh, I've, so by virtue of that shop being like in the loop, um, they do occasionally get some colorful characters. I have had, had to see them kick some people out for being um just like shitheads so uh yeah if if my memory serves me correctly and i was drunk so it probably doesn't um we honestly weren't too bad just maybe a little loud <laughs> we're just loud and a little excited i not, think yeah not not bad enough to be uh memorable so hell yeah that's good tell us about good all the know. fun times you have at the comic shop how often do you, are you uh i have a friend who like um 
doesn't get his books on Wednesday because he goes to every Saturday after they close. They have like a small party for people and they like play games or watch movies or just sit around and read their books. And that's what they do there. So, yeah. Let us know about your home comic shop. Yeah. Hit us up. Don't forget to to rate us, uh, review us, um, subscribe to us. Um, you, we, you don't got to worry about Stitcher no more. We ain't on Stitcher. Yeah, and we ain't on Stitcher, soon, but Stitcher's closing. Nothing's going to be on Stitcher for very long. Um, we outlive Stitcher. Yeah, but yeah, tell your, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, tell your dentist. That's, that would be not? cool. My dentist, my dentist used to collect the... Uh, Masters of the Universe action figures. Oh so hell yeah! I have. I would have been into Spawn. I have a feeling that we there could be some like serious commentary from a dentist on all of the tooth business that happens in these books. Um, I'd like yeah, to get. I went in one time with a shirt that I got at Star Wars conven- at Star Wars Celebration. And he was uh-huh. like, "Oh, did you go to that?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he was like, "Yeah, I collect uh, Masters of the Universe figures." And oh, nice. Like, wow. Nice. I would. Uh, I would like to hear what the. Uh, a doctor's opinion on the clown's teeth, like especially early '90s clown's teeth, because there's oh like, my Ooh. goodness, he needs some braces. Oh man, <laughs> got a little snaggle tooth and everything. Well, David, uh, what are we going to be reading next week? Spawn wise, oh, spawn wise, we are going to be reading. Well, we're going to be reading a older or classic issue and a newer mm-hmm. or contemporary issue. So. Do with that what yeah. you will. Uh, but we're so, keeping on this early three hundreds train, aren't we? We're yeah, just we're trucking along. With those that. are our those are our our classics until we we get caught up. Just because there's so much that we need that's it's background for what's going on now. So there's no reason. Yeah, to skip even over this is connecting. Point. Like it's good to be reading this stuff because it's connecting to stuff that's happening now still. So. Yeah, especially especially now that we're into the car the Carlo Barbaria. I already forgot what we decided on. The uh, Barbarian era. But Barbarian era. era. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, it's just like, it's a straight shot to where we are now. So it's, um, we're far enough away that all of the little breadcrumbs that they sprinkled in some of the earlier issues have come to fruition. So we can, we can start being like, oh shit, look at that. Like, we now know that when Jim Downing put his hands on Cygor and made Cygor feel better, he fucking implanted some bullshit into Cygor's brain. That motherfucker! How dare he? Yep. But it happened. It's a thing that we knew happened. And we know that Jim Downing wasn't being as magnanimous towards our monkey friend as he seems to have been being. So, that's a fun little things to catch. All that to say, for next week, our classic book is going to be Spawn 313. So... It's gonna be a good one. More, more Carla Barbera. Thirteen, all right. Three thirteen. Yeah, it's gonna be the unlucky number. Unlucky number thirteen. Um, and then well, we get uh, a lucky number after because so we get scorched nineteen. Yeah, hell yeah, because that's it's an important number nineteen. Um, if you don't know, know by now, you ain't been listening. Um, so Gunslinger by Stephen King. Shout out. <laughs> um, yeah, scorched nineteen will be our more modern where we're getting into. Uh, Senator uh, Terminus is yeah, showing up, and, and we the, learn a little bit about him. Yeah, and the Planet Eaters, and then we, we might have some fallout from uh, Jessica Priest's death. Um, mm. Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what's going on there. So, uh, Very exciting. Very exciting. So yeah, Spawn 313, Scorch 19. 
Did I say 319? Spawn 313. Scorched 19. 313 and Scorched 19. Scorched 19. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Some good books. Hanging with a good friend. Good friend Johnny. You know, maybe maybe a good cat or a good dog pops in every once in a while. I'll I'll enjoy the heck out of it. I can tell you that yeah. right now. I can't wait. Can't wait. So uh, Johnny, Johnny, I think that just leaves me to say, may the scorch be with you. And also with you, David. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, are you are you okay over there? Like nothing. I mean, if you've been like, sounds like you got like some kind of psychic connection to the other side. None of that Yoko stuff. Like, there's no ghosts came in through your issue, did they? Are you no, okay? No, not 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 yet, not yet. I um, there's there is this weird hole that's opening up in my wall though. Um, and I think I wanna, I think I, oh god, oh god, oh god, I can see, I can see the past, I can see, no, don't oh, look, god David, it's it. gonna show you the worst parts of your past, it's no, don't look the hole. It's just showing me asleep, it's trying to tell me about a dream I had, no, no, I don't care, Make no. it shut up. That fish isn't supposed to walk! <laughs> <laughs>